Hello, and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry, and I ask them questions about their industry or passion, plus my guests share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune into other episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com to choose which platform to listen to the podcast on, iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, Amazon, Alexa, you name it. You can also follow along on past episodes on LinkedIn by just searching the hashtag industry celebrities. And now that I got that out of the way, I would like to welcome my guest today, Laura Hunter. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. We are here in Northeast Florida and the weather is much nicer today. Yes, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad there's no remnants of, of any hurricane. We're very there. grateful. We're very grateful for that here in this area for sure. Awesome. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about what industry you're in, a little bit about your background, just kind of get us caught up and up to date. Absolutely. Thank you for asking me to be a guest and talk about this career field because it's a really fascinating one. My name is Laura and so I'm the Chief Growth Officer for Exit Real Estate Gallery. This is a real estate brokerage here in Northeast Florida, but we're certainly it's across Canada and the United States. We do have a multi-office brokerage. It's approximately 500 agents. And in my role as Chief Growth Officer, I essentially I'm working in the leading coaching and training and development of realtors that are new to the industry and in transition from other career fields, mm -hmm. as well as those that are relaunching. And so times where maybe they've needed to take a break from their business due to health reasons or whatever the case may be, I help them to get back into production and their business, get it systematized, get it back where it needs to go. And so coaching is an integral part of our industry these days, because there is a lot of complexities oh, and yeah. ever changing the real estate industry as a whole, ever changing for a multitude of reasons from the market, from the documentation and from a contractual agreement to the technology. Oh, and yeah. So I started in the industry over 20 years ago, so out of high school. Have you been doing the coaching side the whole time? Absolutely not. I've actually started out of high school as a receptionist for a small brokerage. So once okay. I married outside of high school, I was looking for a career field that had some level of portability to it, where if I moved from state to state with my military husband at the time, I would be able to get relicensed in that state and, and relaunch my business if I needed. Okay. And I was also looking for something that would be an industry I can get into that didn't necessarily require college education. And so I was in high school working closely with future business leaders of America. Mm -hmm. And so vocational business academy track of education, I wanted to go launch directly into a career field. And real estate provided that solution for me. But I didn't get my start license at 18 or 19. I needed to season a little bit. So I actually worked as a receptionist for my first brokerage. And by my mid-20s, I was licensed in another state and working actively out in the field. And also had a mentor at the time that I worked with on her team. And so had a lot of versatility and got really that's where my training wheels came off was in that adventure working with her. So you kind of gave me the background on how long and how you got your start, but 
when did you transition into being that coach for realtors per se? Because I know lots of people that go into the realtor industry and some don't make it because they only go get their license and that's it. There's no acclimation. You know, I do have a couple of friends that their brokerage firms gives them quote unquote mentors, but it sounds like what you're doing is extremely different from that, that avenue. It is because it's a structured program. Coaching really is about moving the person from where they are to where they want to be. It isn't about necessarily telling them exactly what they need to do, but there is a process of proven income producing activities, developing a business plan, really shifting to the mindset that you need to be successful in, in establishing and growing a successful business, mm -hmm. and along with building the skills and the knowledge. And when we say skills and knowledge, I mean, this extends to and working in our industry that's very much relationship oriented, you've got to really develop some personality styles more than others, interpersonal okay. skills, along with the art of conversation, really knowing effective communication strategies, how to negotiate. There's a lot of layers to it. And it frankly, just like starting any other business, there's a lot of misconceptions of people that do come into the industry. They think, you know, this is going to be super easy, you know, quick money, making a lot of money very fast. And that incubation period when you first get licensed and hang your license with your first brokerage and actually get out there in the field working actively with customers is very important. What my goal is, is to help people avoid their first year of the business being a repeat their second and third and fourth year and to get them to the point where they can see themselves having some longevity in the field and really feel gratified, like enjoy what they're doing and working with their customers and providing a quality customer experience to their home buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? Well, it's interesting because you had asked how long have I actually actively been working in coaching? And I say that People that work in coaching, whoever we are, whether we're in our brokerage or we work outside of our brokerage, specifically real estate, we probably have found that we had the spirit of a coach long before we actively worked in a role of a coach. Uh -huh. And though experience is something to certainly lean to, having that experience of working out in the field actively with customers, there's a lot more layers to it to be able to inspire and motivate people to be able to see their holes, their gaps, and get them to the point where they're seeing that too and making some changes in their business that they know needs to be changed. I would say actively though, around six years ago, that's when I stepped into my first coaching role professionally as a job title. But long before that, I was the person in the bullpen that people were starting to ask questions. And that started actually in the early 2000s when technology ignited and we were really focused more heavily on branding and marketing ourselves as realtors, not just putting pictures on signs or, you know, at the bus stops, it was really evolving into a lot of heavy print marketing and then internet marketing as well. And so I would be hanging out in the bullpen and people would ask me questions or, you know, if I'm struggling with my business, what should I do? And I was like, gosh, you know, this is something that I seem to enjoy doing more than actually working out in the field and working with customers directly. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of sparked off from there and evolved into the role that I'm in, in today. And so what do you enjoy the most about that? Oh my goodness. There is something that's so satisfying 
about the person who thinks they can't do something Mm -hmm. and getting them to the point where they find out why that is and are able to move away from it. I always say that I want the complex agents more than I want the ones that are give me what you got, Laura, and tell me what, where do I need to do? And what, you know, what are my goals? And, and, you know, the people that are the more challenging, the better, because when I get them to the point where they just, their heads up against the wall, I'm doing all these activities, I'm not getting anything. And we figure out what's the common denominator and what do we need to change in ourselves to be able to break through. And then they get into production or they start really organizing themselves systematically. They are building their skills, like getting to that point. I can do that all day long and I absolutely love it. It's really satisfying to see somebody get to that point where they can really see this as a sustainable business for themselves. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to someone that was considering being in your industry? Well, I think one consideration is understanding why you're gravitating towards it. I facilitate career nights. And so it's great when I capture people before they even register to take real estate school and take their state exam. Mm -hmm. Um, But really understand what is the why behind it? Is it because you want to own a business for yourself? Is it because you want the flexibility? Do you want to control your time better. I have people that come in because no matter how much more education they get, experience, you know, time in their current roles in their current industry, they can't advance. There's nowhere in the organizational chart for them to go and they know that. So really get a grasp on it and be realistic. If you have a family particularly really talk with them about what to expect if you've never owned a business before. This is not an industry where you can really check in and check out. And I see that talked about a lot of times. It isn't an industry where you necessarily get full-time income on very little work results. You invest in it because the people that you interact with today that may want to buy or sell a home, it may not be an immediate thing. You have to... The sales cycle is very long. (laughs) The sales cycle and developing the pipeline and things come up with people. You know, this is a, a very emotionally driven decision that people make when it comes to where they live, where they make memories, the home that they, they want to be in, especially if you work in residential sales versus commercial or in working with investors. It's a very personal decision and your customers are going to work on their own timetable. Mm-hmm. So and really anticipating that is important and knowing that you have to keep the customer first. And that has to be the center point of building that relationship with them. You know, the technology has evolved so much. And I do think that it's brought about a lot of positive things to leverage with, but it's not a replacement for the conversation with the customers and the connections that you have with the customers. And you can buy all the leads in the world that you want, but if you don't know how to make a connection with that person, when you have them on the phone or you get them to the point where you meet with them face to face, they can choose not to work with you. And that's a huge misconception that I think some come into this industry and think, oh, I'm just going to get all of these leads and I'm going to kill it. And you still have to evolve with your interpersonal skills, your communication skills. Mm -hmm. And 
emotional intelligence. <laughs> um, the EI, emotional yeah. intelligence is so important. If you're somebody that does have that naturally, gosh, this is a great time to get into this field because I do feel that there will become a time where we are going to really flush out a lot of the folks that don't have that in their personality, in their Absolutely. skill set. Yeah. I tell people all the time, you work harder for yourself than you do anyone else. So whenever someone says they want to get into go into business for themselves, it's, oh, for if, that's the first thing I tell them. Well, you will work harder for yourself than you will anyone else. It's just- you. And you have to be as invested. And right. so even if you work with a coach like myself in business development or closely with your broker, or if you have a personal mentor, which I mentor, I have a team of about 10 outside of my coaching groups that I personally mentor part of my brokerage sponsorship mm -hmm. and invest more one-on-one -on, -one on them. But every single one of those individuals, they have to pour as more into it than what I'm pouring in them. It doesn't work that way yeah. where you're pushing people up, up the mountain. You have to bring something to the table that you really want this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just very critical to the success of anything that anybody does, right? Absolutely. It's like dieting yeah. or anything else. Fitness, if you have a fitness instructor that you're working with three days a week and you show up <laughs> and you're not giving them a hundred percent, well, number one, I fully expect them to call me out to the carpet on that, Yeah, you know, but you have to be able to put in if you want to see the results, the fruits of your labor. And there's so many fruits of the labor and opportunity here working in the real estate industry. It's really wonderful. There's always a story. There's so many great people, interesting people that you connect with. And it's really satisfying to move them on to a new chapter of their life. And homes are a big connector to that, isn't it? It's yeah. where we make our memories and our story, our life, and to move them from one to the other is exciting. Absolutely. So the one standing question on this podcast is what advice would you give your younger self? Well, getting into the industry so young, I was quite a frustrating person to work with, I'm sure. I was very determined and determination is a wonderful thing, but I was stubborn too. Mm -hmm. And there's just some seasons that you have to marinate a little bit. You have to gain experience, time there to really learn something. And there were times that I wasn't moving as fast in my roles as I wanted to. And I would get really agitated. It's like, no, I'm ready for the next thing. What's the next step? What's the next goal that I'm going to reach? And I see that a lot with individuals that I work with now that are the age that I was when I got in. So I have tremendous amount of support for them and love seeing how eager they are. And it brings me right back to when I was in my 20s or even in my early 30s. It's like, I want it and I want it now. And I realized from that is like, wow. I really needed to marinate where I was in yeah. every chapter along the way. I, you don't get to the role that you're in now by fast tracking it through everything else. I was a receptionist first. I was a transaction coordinator. I was a marketing coordinator. I was a licensed assistant moved, had to get my license in another state in a city that I didn't know. I knew nobody. I had to door knock to get my first role. That was an admin role when I moved to the state of Florida before I got licensed. And then I had a health setback and a divorce. And, you know, everything good comes in time. And 
I would tell my younger self that just enjoy the ride, honey. It's okay to enjoy the ride. It will come, I promise, when you stay dedicated to your vision and your goals and you have a plan. Yeah. The long game and be patient. Play the long game all day long. Yeah. I wish I would have listened to that advice to myself a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Be patient. My mom used to always tell me, be patient. And my dad would tell me, practice, practice, whatever it is that you want to do. Practice makes perfect. And of course, it wasn't until much later, I should say, did I go, oh, okay, mom and dad, they said this or they said that. And oh, that's what they meant. So. Absolutely. And if I look back, it's like, okay, I'm in my forties now. I've been doing this for a few decades and I couldn't see myself really working in any other other industry but it was a process and I had some setbacks along the way my first coaching role was during a time of going through my divorce and it was a very sad chapter in my life and I wasn't really well prepared for it but the role the promotion was offered to me so I, I'm not one to say no to anything mm-hmm. um, there were some things I needed to learn about myself before I can coach people and so I am so much better and a more effective as a leader and as an individual helping and supporting others now than I was then because there was still there was lessons I needed to learn to really be effective to do what I do so well today. So I find it interesting because the people that knew me then that know that I work as a coach now probably don't see that I have that ability to do that now. And, and you just have to shake that off and realize, no, I'm exactly where I need to be. And the lives that I've had the opportunity to touch and the relationships that I've built with those realtors that have gone on to have stability in their business, get re-engaged with their business again, that did hardly any production last year or, you know, launch their business, leave their other career. Gosh, you know, it's like that is so amazing to look back and see how many people I've helped this past year since entering that new chapter of my career. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to go do more for more people because, you know, someone told me long ago is you have the opportunity to help people feed their families Mm -hmm. and to give them the tools and to help them get to a point in their life and in their mindset, even building their confidence that they can go off and do that and earn the income that they need and go and serve our community. It's really just so neat. It's a fun gig for sure. Awesome. Tell listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want. Absolutely. I love LinkedIn. LinkedIn is such a great space for us now in 2019, and I see it growing so much. So I'm very active on there at Laura Pizzolongo. That's P as in Peter, I-Z-Z-O-L-O-N-G-O, Hunter. I'm also active on Instagram with the same name and my Facebook business page. But I, I love Instagram and LinkedIn. I really had a hard time with Instagram for about a year. I was doing the digital minimalism thing, but I've learned to love it. And that's how we connected Kimberly, which is so neat. So I'm thankful for our friendship that's growing too. It's a cool thing. Absolutely. I was like you, that was about two years ago that I was like, "Mm, I want to just juggle one platform. And now I threw that to the wind and I'm going to juggle all of them. I'm going (laughs) to practice on all of them. So you definitely expand your network, your friends, and I'm very blessed to have connected with you as well, because there's just so much more out there that we can learn from each other rather than just, you know, 
being the minimalist, as you said, you know, online, if you, I believe in sharing is caring and knowledge is power. And if we share our experiences with others, you know, that just grows our bond and, and our knowledge at the same time. So it's kind of like working with real estate customers. You have to get outside of the tech box and make a connection, make a genuine and authentic connection with people. And so even through Instagram, we have that opportunity, yeah. um, social media, but making the connection is the key component to that and, and being authentic in your conversations with others. Thank you. Yes, that definitely. Thank you for saying that for sure. Sure. Th thank you, Laura, for being a guest and allowing me to interview you. And listeners, remember if this episode resonated with you and if you found that Laura's advice could be useful to someone that you know, please share this episode with them. And while you're sharing, maybe rate the podcast at the same time. So Thank you again, Laura, and thank you, uh, listeners. And until next week, remember, stay positive and sharing is caring. Thanks, Laura. Thank you.